Saturday, 24th of February, 2018. Vaccinations and Mongolia. Listening to a plane flying overhead, I can't help but wonder how many passengers have a connecting flight in Auckland for somewhere overseas. Well, wherever they're going, I hope they have comprehensive travel insurance and have had all their shots. I can tell you a few stories of when I thought I'd had all the vaccinations that I needed, like when I came back from Mongolia and China and ended up isolated in a private room at the hospital in Australia. Everyone had to be gowned and masked because we didn't know what I had. I'd fainted at work mid-sentence and was rushed to the doctors and then to hospital. I'd taken a bath in a river when I was in Mongolia. The river was flattish and had many wide rivulets running off from it. One of the guys came with me for protection. Women were regularly accosted and apparently there was a chance that I could have been kidnapped because that's what happened to lone women out there. So the guys were careful about watching me. I was not very gracious about it and was the only woman other than a Mongolian woman who was married to the man that looked after the cabin at this beautiful isolated spot. We were staying in a massive two-storied log cabin owned by an American who was out of the country. It did not have running water and they stored water in 20 litre containers taken from the creek or river behind it. I could not tell whether it was a creek or a river because it was a strange body of water, shallow in places and really wide. The guys did not care about not having a bath, but I don't care if it's frosty or snowing. I cannot stand not washing. I had seen a few girls and women treated disrespectfully on the streets and it looked like they were used to it. I did not like that. I was used to being hit on by men, but being actually hit into while walking on the street was a first for me, and it became an everyday occurrence in Ulaanbaatar. I got yelled at by a Mongolian man while crossing the road, and then he picked me up and put me down in the middle of traffic. I was in his way, so he moved me. My six foot three companions, all three of them, could not hear me calling over his shoulder. I started yelling when he picked me up, but the din of traffic drowned me out. I'm five foot two and didn't stand a chance against him, and my three heroes never heard me, though I was only about three feet behind them. Luf was a lot more wary when we got out into the countryside. It was beautiful but isolated, and miles from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia's capital. Later, when I was dressing, I found two small marks on my stomach like bite marks. I mentioned it but couldn't feel anything because the water had been icy cold. My skin takes a while to heal and I still had the bite marks when I was in hospital some weeks later. The specialist kept me under supervision for a year because he had never seen anyone quite as sick as I was from an unknown illness. I was fortunate to have him and was a bit out of it when I was admitted. He was in charge at the time and made me a priority. I am very grateful to him. He did not charge me for an entire year of visits. He thought that whatever it was could have been related to the bite marks because there was no other reason for the illness. We tried asking our friends and contacts in Mongolia, but they don't even take anything for bee stings and have not noticed bite marks. I know because I asked, and they said, what to take? It is just a bee.
Mongolians are tough and hardy and funny without trying. One of the guys had his first ride there. His horse bolted and I had to gallop to catch up with him. I was yelling for him to pull the one rein he still had to pull the horse around in a circle and to slow it down. He was heading for wide open spaces. I was the only other experienced rider apart from the Mongolians and had not ridden for years. When I asked the Mongolians why they did not stop the horse, they said why? He did not fall off.